Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back to Don V Friday's um, episode 24, man. Cheerleading ain't easy. Because uh, <laughs> it's... Apparently it's not, man. I guess cheerleading like the pimp game out here. But um, it's Don V. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Don V757 underscore. Uh, you got to listen to it on Anchor if you want to hear the music and shit. A lot of people be telling me like, oh, you need to put music on your podcast. Well, guess what? There is music on the podcast, but for Spotify purposes... They won't play it on Apple and shit. So if you listen to this via, you know, listen to it however you want to listen to it. But if you want, if you got to hear the music and shit, you got to listen on Anchor. For those who who hit me up and say I need music, there is music. You just listening on on Apple or another. You, you're using a different method. And that's fine too. But uh, welcome back, man. Uh. Like I said, we're going to jump right into it, man. The Redskins, the Washington Redskins cheerleaders had a little situation back in 2013 where allegedly the cheerleaders said that in Costa Rica, when they were shooting for the calendar, they were shooting pictures for the calendar, that they had to do some topless photos. Um, And then after that, they had to, uh, nine of them, had to, I guess, escort some 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 sponsors at a nightclub after that. Now, this happened back in 2013. You know, it's 2018, but in, it's 2018. And, you know, with Me Too going on and Time's Up, and it's, it's a lot of women out here exposing, like, these old scumbags who used to just, you know do what the fuck they wanted because they they felt like they had money and power and control over these women and you know in 28 you know so so some shit that happened in 2013 that probably seemed you know normal it wasn't you know a lot of women felt uncomfortable um here's my issue with the whole situation and i'm not trying to disrespect no i'm not trying to disrespect what these women went through and all that but they said that this was akin to pimping. Like, they felt pimped out. Hold up now. Oh, let's slow it the fuck down. Slow it the fuck down. Now, look, if you didn't want to, you know, pose topless and all that, I wasn't there. But I wasn't there as far as the posing topless part. If you didn't want to do that and you still did it, like, at, at some point, at some point, you as, a, as an adult got to say, I'm not comfortable with this. And if they still made you do it, then it shouldn't have took to no goddamn 2018 to have an issue about I had to, you know, 
pose topless for 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 a photo shoot for a calendar, and obviously topless photos don't make the calendar. So you know, was that some old creepy shit? Was that some Weinstein shit? Absolutely. But you you an adult. You got to say, fuck that. And if they insist that you do it topless, then make them break off some coins because that is some bullshit. But two cheerleaders came out and said it was everybody that posed topless wanted to whatever, whatever. As far as the, as far as having the as far as having to join the sponsors at the nightclub. All of them didn't do it. They say nine cheerleaders had to join the sponsors at the nightclub. But nobody was for nobody had to have sex with nobody. Let's keep that in mind. Nobody had to fuck, you know, nobody had to fuck nobody. You know, maybe these cheerleaders felt like I ain't trying to hang out with this old creepy ass white man. You know, I just don't want to hang out with him. But I'm pretty sure that, that when they went to that club with these with these old ass rich people, I'm pretty sure they didn't pay for shit. They didn't pay for no food. They didn't pay for no drinks. And. Like I said, no sex happened. Like nobody's saying that they got raped or anything on this trip. I don't know, man. Like I just think if they felt uncomfortable, I get it. But when you say, you know, we we felt pimped out or, you know, we got pimped out, that's disrespectful because I live here in the D.C. area. And one thing is an epidemic going on in D.C. is sex slavery uh women actually being pimped out where they girls getting kidnapped and these are young you know dc why there's a lot of gentrification and a lot of you know white people moving in it's still a black city especially southeast northeast and one thing that's an epidemic in southeast and northeast dc is definitely young girls 12 13 14 years old being basically pimped out prostitutes being kidnapped, all types of crazy shit going on. This is totally against their will, and they're having sex with grown ass men. We had a situation where a police officer was pimping out a young thirteen year old girl, like pimping out a young girl, and he ended up killing himself because I guess shit hit the fan. Motherfuckers wanted pictures of the girl's titties or something like that. It was crazy, but he ended up killing himself. Like you know, it's just all types. Like it's a epidemic here. In this area with young girls, young girls, kids, you know, people that shouldn't even be thinking about sex that's forced into that lifestyle. So for the Redskins cheerleaders, I do still say Redskins. I know it's a slur or whatever, but I've been saying it my whole life. You know, that don't make it right, but fuck that. I say it. So, but the Redskins cheerleaders uh, can say they got pimped out, but the horrors of what was really happening in these streets, trust me, ain't no trip to Costa Rica. You're not joining some rich sponsor at a nightclub, getting wined and dined, you know, not paying for drinks and all that. In in, in the District of Columbia, where these cheerleaders, you know, in, are based out of these out of this area, uh, just I don't know. Just to say, you got pimped out. It kind of does a disservice to the to the women out here in these streets that's really getting pimped out, really getting beat, really getting fucking murdered and raped. And you know, for for and you know, you going out here, you out here just because you didn't want to hang out with some old rich white man. That ain't the same thing, honey. I'm sorry, it ain't the same thing. If you felt uncomfortable, that's fucked up. But that ain't that ain't you didn't get pimped out. As far as people making a case for the living wages, 
of a cheerleader. Cheerleading ain't a career. Um, cheerleading, cheerleading is not a career. Um, you know, this Don V Fridays, I got to give the motherfucking harsh realities of this life. Look, if you trying to make a living off cheerleading, you already lost. You already lost the whole the whole point of your time cheerleading. And I think I don't know what's the lifespan of a cheerleader, how long they do it. I don't think there's any career cheerleader. Somebody out there, 35 cheerleading. It's a young woman's game. The whole point of cheerleading is to link up, make as much money as possible. Set yourself up to make real bread, not actually cheerleading. If you understand, and here's a teachable moment for the two women that's probably going to listen to this podcast. No, this is a this, uh, yo, this, this part. This podcast is a sausage fest. Uh, but to uh, to any of those women, who any women that stumble across this podcast that's thinking about being a cheerleader in the NFL, I'm about to hit you with some real shit. If you getting into cheerleading for the culture, then fine. Don't even listen to me. You love doing what you do. Don't worry about that. But if you got into this cheerleading game to make money, the money is not in the actual cheerleading. What you need to do, why see the see what the Redskins cheerleaders are doing, why they making them go out on dates with sponsors or with rich sponsors or whatever, you hanging out with, you know, people that Daniel Snyder probably know personally. What you need to be doing is setting some real shit up with this motherfucker. That's what you need to be doing. See, the money is in moonlighting if you're a cheerleader. The money's not in actual cheerleading. Who's trying to make money cheerleading? No. No, boo-boo. It don't work like that. People don't go to NFL games to watch cheerleaders. That's just something on the side. What you need to be doing is you need to be connecting and finessing and trying to make sure that you get either one of these players or one of these partners to, you know, Drop some coins off. Hey, you gotta make money. Your money maker, your your money. You 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 are too valuable to waste your money, to waste your time trying to just make money cheerleading. If if the plan is to make money, and you got a million dollar face and probably a billion dollar pussy, and you out here trying to make it cheerleading. Nah, 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 baby girl, that ain't how it work. If you really want to make money, listen to me. If you really want to make money, you're not going to make it cheerleading. The whole point of getting your racks up is it through the whole network getting in the game. Because I'm pretty sure you catch one of these players on the off night. Next thing you know, shit. You collecting them coins for the rest of your life, baby girl. Don't get... Fuck all that cheerleading shit. If 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 I have a daughter, but I ain't gonna have no kids. I don't have any kids. I don't plan on having any. But if I had a daughter and she said, Daddy, I want to be a cheerleader, I tell her the same shit. You better not be looking to make a career out of that bullshit. Get in there, meet some people, make some money, get the fuck out. Live the rest of, live the rest of your life happy. <laughs> you know? Cause cheerleading ain't shit but dad stripping. Like, let's get it, let's keep it a book. Cheerleading is dad stripping, man. Yes, you're sexualized. Like, that's kind of the whole point of it. Like, yes. I mean, if 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 people want to remove cheerleading, hey, because it, it's wrong. I mean, it's women being sexualized. It's women being looked at like a piece of meat. So, I mean, it's, it's diet stripping. It is what it is. 
So that's just kind of, that's just kind of the lifestyle. Um, should they be out here going on dates with high profile people at the behest of the team? Yes, yes, they should because they can use that date, whatever that accompanying this rich motherfucker. You tell that rich motherfucker, look, man, for a stack. We can go to the hotel room. Shit, who ain't trying to make no money? Fuck out of it. Look, man. I grew hey, I grew up with I grew up with the real I grew up in real life. I ain't grew up in a bubble. But I'm off of that. Uh also last week, Florida had a graduation ceremony. Now, if y'all not familiar with this, I you know, I'm pretty sure y'all knew about that red skin shit. But Florida had their graduation ceremony and um there was a situation where some black students got basically forced off stage because they was dancing while they they was they had received their I was about to say diploma. They had received their degree and they was like carrying on dancing, doing some old Greek shit. And I if anybody knows me, I don't really fuck with like the Greek lifestyle. I think all that shit is corny as hell. If you like you got niggas out here getting whooped, getting paddled. Just so they can be popular. Come on, man. Like, you a grown-ass man in college and you still trying to be popular. Like, grow up, my nigga. But, anyways, it was a uh, a white man and he removed some black students off the stage for dancing. And these students tried to basically claim racism. This is another teachable moment for my uh, black listeners of Don V Fridays. Now... If one thing of being a person of color, one thing about being a human, let me let me start off being human. We all get a deck of cards. We all get it's a big ass deck of cards. This thing called life is a deck of cards. And we all get a hand. We all get a hand. Everybody. Every if you're born, you get a hand of cards. Some of us get a good hand, some of us get a bad hand. But if you're black or a person of color, we always get one card. Always get it. You know what that card is? The race card. You can play that race card any time in your life, but you don't, you don't, you don't get a whole bunch of race cards. You get one. You get one race card. Because if you play it again, nobody want to hear you. So you going to use your race card because you was dancing on stage at a graduation and a white man told you, he basically grabbed you up and said, get the fuck off the stage. This ain't the play. I'm going to just say this. This ain't the play. This ain't the play. I I didn't see anything he did was wrong. Should he have put? It's it it's only it's it's no way you can police this. He can't tell them get off the stage because they were they weren't just dancing. This wasn't like a dance while walking. Like these motherfuckers were like legit holding up the ceremony. And I never went to college. Yeah, I'm uneducated. I guess I graduated high school though. And the one thing they told us before high school graduation is this is not your day. This is every I mean, it's your day, but your day is not any more special or any less special than anybody else that's graduating. Get your diploma, you know, shake the motherfuckers hand, get the hell off stage. This ain't this ain't for you to dance. Now, I don't know if Florida had a similar rule or whatever, but all I'm saying, all I'm saying to these, to these black students, congratulations on your graduation. You know, it's hard out here. It, it, it's a good thing that y'all got a, a, a diploma, a degree, whatever, and you about to move on to your next life. But I will say this. You're going to use your race card 
because a dude had to move you off stage for dancing. And like I said, not a small dance, not a quick dance while walking. Like, you're holding up the ceremony, my nigga. Get the fuck off stage, bro. Like, nah, it don't work like this. You get your one race card. Don't waste it. Because next time when you're really discriminated against and you say, this was racist, you know what the headline going to say? Remember that motherfucker that said the, the, the motherfucker at Florida was racist? Yeah, he's at it again. Nobody wants to hear you the second time. Everybody gets a deck of cards. Everybody gets a hand. Whether that's a good hand or a bad hand, if you're a black person, you get the race card. You get to use it one time. You don't want to use it on some bullshit. You want to make sure it's used. And I watched the videos. I've watched the video. I've watched it and I've watched it. And the one thing I kept looking for was a white student dancing and that same person ignored what happened. I didn't see any videos of a white person dancing like that and the person basically letting it go. Because if that would have happened, then yes, this is racism. Because a white man danced, a white woman danced, they held up the ceremony and the man didn't touch them. The man just kept it moving. No. I like I said, I never went to college. I never graduated from college. I went to high school. They pretty much said, get your diploma, get the fuck off stage. Your day ain't no more special than nobody else's. That's pretty much it. It's not in that case, that's not racism. That's not racism there. That's get the fuck off stage. You holding up it's, I don't know how many people graduated. It was a couple thousand people. Like, get the fuck off stage, my dude. What the hell is you doing? Get out of here. Skedaddle. <laughs> Congrats, but get the fuck out of here. Um, MJ versus LeBron. MJ versus LeBron. I'm not going to do MJ versus LeBron. I'm going for the people on Twitter and to the people on ESPN and uh, NBA TV and whatever. Uh, we need to stop comparing MJ and LeBron. No, we don't. Let's keep comparing MJ and LeBron. It's fun to do. It's fun to, to put the greats against each other. It's fun to who will win one-on-one. Like It's just fun to do. Now, it gets kind of lame and it gets kind of redundant because we do it every single day. Every day, it's an MJ versus LeBron debate. And Michael Jordan played against plumbers. Oh, LeBron played in this... Plays in this weak, soft, new NBA where apparently seven footers are running the floor like fucking point guards. And in Michael Jordan's day, seven footers was standing by the basket. So, you know, every every era has this, you know, stuff going on. Like maybe okay, in Michael Jordan's day, you could clothesline somebody. Today's game is is a it's officiated a lot more tighter. You know, whatever. But the point is. It's fun to do it. Like, stop. People need to let people debate sports. Sports debates are fun. Like, the whole point of sports is after the game, we can talk shit or we can argue and all that shit. Sports, I like sports and arguing sports because me, a black man from Virginia, can can converse and argue with sports with a white man from Tennessee or, you know, a woman from Wisconsin or a Mexican from Mexico. We can argue about sports and it can and, and it don't have to go to where well, you're racist or you're a snowflake or you're this or you're that. No. A sports debate is exactly what it is. I could look I could see somebody who's a West Virginia fan and I could say, fuck you, fuck your team, fuck this, fuck that. 
and he'll say, fuck you, fuck your hokies, whatever. And I'm not accusing him of being a racist. He's not accusing me of being this and that, you know. That's the whole beauty of sports debates. We can talk our shit, you know, and go our separate ways and, you know, laugh about it and do it again the next day. That's the whole point of sports debates. They're supposed to be fun. Now, or maybe not fun. They're just not like they don't get as personal as political debates or religious debates or, you know, you know, racial topics and shit like that. And I'm I will talk. I will debate all that shit. But sports debates are the most fun to do. You know, so you know, political debates and racial debates and, and and religious debates can get exhausting. But sports debates are fun. So MJ versus LeBron, hey, let's do it. You know, let's do it all day. Me personally, and and I'm 31, so I watched both. Um, I was a kid. I was a kid for Michael Jordan, but he was great. Like I I hated Michael Jordan. Anybody that really watched Michael Jordan and wasn't a Bulls fan hated him. So all these motherfuckers who 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 are not Bulls fans to act like oh my god Michael Jordan is the greatest person, the greatest player and all that shit. You don't trust them people. That's a nigga that likes shoes. Like any anybody that claims to be a a, a Michael Jordan stand a fan and he's not a Bulls fan, that nigga he he's a fashion nigga. Don't trust no don't trust no man that worried about fashion. That's the last person like as far as his sports opinions. Don't trust his sports opinion. He don't know shit. He's worried about shoes. He's not thinking about no goddamn Michael Jordan. He's worried about whose who shoes look better. You know what I'm saying? Let, let let him talk to some little boys about some shit like that. About whose shoes look cuter. I don't care about shit like that. Um, I watched both. I'm 31 years old. I watched Michael Jordan when I was a kid. I watched LeBron more, obviously, because I watched LeBron's entire career. But uh, I like them both, man. I always say this. If LeBron James gets one or two more rings, he's better than MJ to me. I still think MJ's number one. Excuse me. Sorry. I still think MJ's number one. But if LeBron get one or two more rings, man, hang that shit up, man. We got a new GOAT. Let's get to the mailbag. Got a couple questions. Uh, at Ricky J Diaz seven, explain why Virginia Tech lost the state of Virginia years ago. Now, this is, I, and I'm not gonna go like too long on this, but it might. I don't want to ramble, which I'm gonna end up doing. But to put it quite simple, to put it very simple, and I'm only from. Southeast Virginia, I'm from the 757. I'm from the most fertile recruiting area of Virginia. Obviously, a lot of the best players, a lot of the best players out of the state of Virginia come from the 757. The greatest players that the greatest player that ever played at Virginia Tech came out of the 757. Uh it's been well documented that the best players from the 757. Over the last about decade since Tyrod Taylor have all went somewhere else, played somewhere else, and prospered somewhere else. I wouldn't say that Virginia Tech lost the state of Virginia. I don't think they ever lost the state of Virginia. They gotta get their they get their recruits from Virginia. They get them from you know other states too. But to put it quite simple, why a lot of the best players no longer go to Virginia. Just a different age, uh, Rivals.com. Uh, I guess in the old days, I guess what you're talking about, let's make VT great again. Um, a lot of colleges outside of like Tennessee and North Carolina didn't really know Virginia was a, it was as fertile 
a recruiting ground like it was. Like, of course, the world knew about the state of Florida, the state of Texas, and the state of California. But as far as the state of Virginia, it was kind of like a, a well. It was kind of like a secret. Um, a lot, of, a lot, of, a lot of schools was up in, but this is before Rivals dot com, where everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows where the four stars are, the five stars, the three stars, the sleepers, the the this and that. Virginia was just a secret. Honestly, it was it was a secret. I mean, Tennessee will recruit in Virginia. Tennessee was in a seven five seven. Uh, you know, like UNC was in a seven five seven. But you know, your Bama's, your Ohio States. You know, you know the dames. They wasn't really in Virginia like that. And I think rival what happened with rivals dot com and the internet and you know, everybody knows everybody. Uh another reason why the perception, because now now we're going into the mind of recruits. You know, that's the coaching side, the recruiting side of it. But let's go into the mind of actual recruits. Um the mindset in Virginia, especially the seven five seven, especially where I'm from, Newport News is get the fuck out of Virginia, you know? So maybe kids in Florida is, I mean, shit, you already in nice warm weather, whatever. Maybe your circumstances is you want to get out of your neighborhood. You want to get out of, you know, or whatever like that. Not get out like fuck where I'm from, but you want to get away from those circumstances. But it's not about getting out of that state. So maybe you do want to still stay in in Florida, maybe you still want to stay in Louisiana. Maybe you still want to stay in Alabama or Georgia or whatever. But the mindset amongst people in Virginia, fuck recruits. The mindset amongst people is we. I, I gotta get away. Like I gotta get away. I mean, I can't sit up here and judge somebody for that. I mean, I had to get away. I had to move away and you know to move forward in my life. So a lot of people's the mindset in Virginia isn't we got it. We got it dope here. You know, let's build here and build a life here. No, it's, I gotta, I gotta get away to you know make some of myself. So that can help. That helps with recruits. A lot of recruits probably feel like, okay, I can find better success as far as NFL wise. Virginia Tech had some years where they was misusing talent. They had some years where they were squandering talent. And UVA also that helps when you got your two big in-state schools are misusing a squandering talent and it's like, well dog, I could have went to Florida or I could have went to Ohio State and maybe I might not have made the league, but damn, I would at least competed for titles. I would at least, you know, been been more relevant. You know, you playing it you playing in in bowl games that don't mean nothing, you know, to a recruit. Or if you're a UVA, you're not going to a bowl game and you're like, well damn, I ain't go to the pros and I ain't really, you know, be a part of something special. So, I mean, look at Deshaun Hand. He's not from the 757. He's from Northern Virginia. And he went to Bama and was kind of just a the guy there. You know, just another five-star in that machine. And he got drafted in the fourth, fifth round, something like that. But even if his pro career don't work out, maybe Bama didn't, you know, make him the best interior D-lineman possible. He still got rings. He still probably had a great time, and he still probably got a Camaro. <laughs> so, so it's, it's just shit like that, man. People, it's just the mindset of Virginia. It's like you got to get the fuck out because Virginia has a heavy transplant culture that goes for the seven five seven, the eight zero four, and Northern Virginia. Virginia is literally in the middle of the East Coast. It's smack dab in the middle. You got people all over the South. You got people all over the North. 
They all go to Virginia for different reasons, military, college, whatever, or, you know, their career. And so with a heavy transplant mentality is I want to get back to such and such. So it's a lot of it, there isn't a lot of Virginia pride, honestly, amongst black people. I can, I can only speak to the black experience. There's not a lot of Virginia pride. It's it's a, it might it's some seven five seven pride, but it's not really a Virginia pride like where I need to still be here. It's a, no, I got to dip. I love it. I like it here, but I got to dip. So that's pretty much it. I hope I didn't ramble too long on that. Uh, at Juice Kane, who wins the VT Miami matchup, and with that, you know, in turn the Coastal Division. Uh, it's way too early to start predicting games. Um. I don't know if Miami has their quarterback situation settled. Um, and Virginia Tech's situ- quarterback situation is it's pretty much settled. It's going to be uh, Josh Jackson. They can say what they want. Um, but I don't think Miami's quarterback situation is settled. I know they had a quarterback in Cozy Perry who was supposed to be, you know, a top recruit. But he hasn't so far lived up. So if they go on, if they going into this season with uh this Lou Bega looking ass nigga uh what's uh, what's the buddy name? Damn, Rozier, Malik Rozier. If they go into the season with Malik Rozier, the the coastal isn't a lock for Miami. So I don't know. It's a coin flip. I really don't know because I'm not completely one hundred percent sold that that uh. Josh Jackson will still be Virginia Tech's starting quarterback by the Miami game. But I don't know. It's just it's too iffy. But I mean, obviously the winner of that game is gonna win the coastal. Last year, even on Don V Fridays, if you listen to the old ones, I predicted Miami to win the coastal. I mean, because I can say what the fuck I want, but you got you gotta look you gotta look at shit realistically. But honestly, I don't know. Because Virginia Tech is supposed to be improved. We're improved on the offensive line and wide receivers, and Miami's bringing in a defense. And I mean, it's well documented about Miami's defense. So to this point, it's still early. I, I don't want to dance around the topic, but I really don't know. I really don't know yet. Fall camp and when we get some some positions get settled in, I'll answer that more definitively. At Niner JD asks feelings on the Jimmy G contract after seeing the Matt Ryan deal. Um, I we just in a day and age where quarterbacks just get paid. If you're a quarterback and you operate like you got two arms and two legs and a brain, teams are gonna trip over their dick to pay you. That's just what it is. Kirk Cousins got a guaranteed deal. Yeah, I'm mean, all of it. And Kirk Cousins, you ask anybody in DC, he all right. <laughs> and, Teams tripped over their dicks to pay them. That's just what it is. Uh, Matt I, Matt Ryan deserved more money than Jimmy Garoppolo just off the fact that Matt Ryan has been there 10 years. He's taken them to the highest of highs without winning the Super Bowl. He, they should have won it. They didn't. But, I mean, Matt Ryan deserved his money. Five years, $150 million, $100 uh, guarantee. And, you know, a lot of that shit is funny money. But uh, that hundred guaranteed ain't funny. He gonna get all that. But uh, you know a lot of that shit is funny money though. And and we know uh, Garoppolo got five years, one hundred thirty-seven, uh, seventy-four guaranteed. But uh, I, I'm cool with Jimmy G's contract. I I said uh, it was the Jaguars game where because even when 
you know, he had, I forget the first start in the game with the Seahawks where he threw the touchdown pass. I was like, okay, we got a competent quarterback. Cool. But when, when the Jaguars game happened and he had put all those numbers up early and we talk about throwing the, you know, like Trent Taylor and shit. Who Trent Taylor's all right, but we don't have a fucking Julio on our team, you know. And so when I see what he did against the Jaguars, the best defense in, the, in football, fuck stats, fuck stats. I Because I want somebody to, well, actually, no, Jaguars got the best D in the league. Fuck stats. But when he did what he did to the Jaguars, I said back up the brake struck. Like what Slim Jimmy say, Bray got the brake struck. <laughs> I'm young, flat, iced up. Yeah, that's what Jimmy G, back that brake struck up, pay his ass. Because you, that's when you got a quarterback, a good quarterback. I know the, I know the league just says anybody's a good quarterback because they pay him like that. But when you got a good quarterback, you're literally in every game. You're not out of the game. If you have what they what was perceived to be an elite quarterback, you are in every game. You might not win every game, but you are in every game. Period. Aaron Rodgers, the best quarterback in the NFL. Nobody will ever predict as long as Aaron Rodgers is is healthy and performing at a level that we think he can perform at, nobody will ever pick the Packers to not make the playoffs in the preseason. Nobody will ever do that. Same thing with Tom Brady. Every time, every year, the argument is, oh, the Patriots lost this, this, and that. And what and what's the always the counter argument? Well, they got Tom Brady. So that's just how it is with quarterbacks, man. One good quarterback can literally change life. Um, if you don't got an elite quarterback, then you better be the Vikings where you're built up offensive offense and defense where the quarterback just don't fuck up and you know. But you already knew that. I like the Jimmy G deal. You know, fuck it. I mean, quarterbacks get paid. And that's it for Don V Fridays, man. I want to thank y'all for rocking with me. I apologize if I was coughing and sniffling and all that. I got a cold, a uh, 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 spring cold. Uh, I wanna, I, I wanna apologize for uh not making an episode last week. I just didn't want to talk about Kanye again. Honestly, I feel like we gave that nigga too much. We gave that nigga too much life. That's why he does the shit he does because we talk about him so much. Um, but that that's pretty much. I would have been honestly last week. I would have been forced to talk about dude again. I ain't want to. So that's it, man. Love your kids. Love your family. Enjoy the NBA playoffs. We got some days off though, but enjoy the NBA playoffs. Enjoy the spring weather. Enjoy the the sun dresses. And that's it for me, man. God bless.